0: Watching Hell of the Living Dead and being on social media—that's kind of the same thing. It's so bad. I so want you to watch it. That's all right. As long as they're outside, so they can't hear Daddy swearing. That's a good thing. I can't see, so here's my baby. Don't know where I was going with that. Just let me know. Are they doing C plusy things? I let it go. They'll—they'll live, probably. Uh, Oh,
1: so now explain, you're drinking louder scotch, uh, which is good, it's good, it's, you know, it's... Well,
0: my wife said that she was going to get me a bottle of Glenlivet for Father's Day, but she hates going in the liquor store, and I said, well, why? And she's like, ah, it just makes me feel kind of scummy. I'm like, oh, I didn't really want to say that I'm on the... First name basis with half the liquor stores in the state, but <laughs> <laughs> not really. But uh, I thought, you know, instead of getting Glenlivet, I'd go for a bigger bottle and get some louders, and you know, because I've been drinking. Well, I just had that wedding last weekend, and they had open bar, dude. So much Jameson was inhaled, and I've so got you, my, you had
1: the good stuff. For I've while. had
0: the good stuff recently, and I, I I've got my wife on the Jameson now. She said you need to buy me a bottle of that because. Uh, she's not much of a drinker. She would like to be, but you know, she has one or two drinks and she'll have a hangover the next day. So she can't, she she doesn't drink that much. And when she does drink, it's always Jack Daniels because that's the only thing that doesn't make her feel like crap the next day. Yeah. At that wedding, dude, she drank with me. I mean, now she didn't drink with me all day like I did, (laughs) (laughs) but she, she, at the wedding, she drank with me. And for her, that's insane. And the next day, felt okay, like not. Aww. I mean, we were we were all a little, you know, gutsy and gurgly and whatnot. But there was nobody throwing up, no, 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 migraines. And so she said, "You need to get me some of that Jameson." And I said, "I, know, I think it's about the same as your Jack, maybe even less." I was wrong. It's like twenty seven bucks a fifth. I was gonna say,
1: yeah, you're getting up in the upper twenties on that
0: stuff. It's good. Yeah, I got her a bottle, and you know, I always like it when she drinks with me. So, yeah. So. um... You got
1: that and the Louder's, obviously.
0: Yeah. Okay. The louder's was for me.
1: So okay. I got a handle bottle of that. Okay. And that should last, I mean, that'll last you two, three days. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. <laughs> just like it does you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, I just, Ugh. every night, I say that every night, I go downstairs. I'm like, okay, what's, here, here we go. And I just pick up my whatever handle. Right now it's uh, Clan McGregor. I'm like, I look at him like,
0: that's oh. what I was looking for. They didn't have any.
1: Oh, that's good stuff. Well, that's good cheap stuff. Yeah. But I look at it, and I'm like,
0: oh no, oh, another <laughs> trip. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh man. It. it's been it's- quite a while since I've had any anything other than uh, the the hunter, the Canadian hunter. That's that's my jam. Yeah, that's um,
1: that is actually waiting in the wings right now. I I've learned uh, to always have one waiting in the wings so that. It's not an emergency. <laughs> mm-hmm. No problems
0: here, folks. <laughs> yep, no problems at all. <laughs> Movie liver cirrhosis. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, everybody survived the wedding, which was good. That was my... The last of our party buddies pretty much got, got hitched, and it was... It was a fun time, man. It was a really fun time. But yeah, Saturday, the wedding day, I... I don't I can't sleep when the sun is up, so... 6.30, I rolled out of bed, and well, let's go see what's on TV, and we'll get into Recently Watched later, but I'm just I'm just going to touch on these, because I'm not really going to review them too much, because we've ta- probably talked them to death, but uh, on IFC, they have a header before their movie comes up, it tells you the rating and everything, and then it says, we never edit for content or time. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, they still put commercials in there, so every movie you watch is three hours, but I'm laying on the couch at 6.30 in the morning. What comes on? Terminator 2. I was like, get me a beer. Wow, this is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yep, I had a good time. Good time. (laughs) And how was Father's Day? Father's Day, it was fine. It was well-intentioned and everything, but I was pretty tired because that was the day after the wedding. Uh, so up again at the crack ass of dawn and we were, the wedding was a pretty, I mean, two and a half hours away if you don't stop, but there's always stops to grab a bite wow. to eat and stuff. So it was a good three, three and a half. We had to check out by 11. I had to be, I had to, we had to take off and drive two hours and then meet her family at uh a restaurant and have father's day and immediately leave from there, pick up the dogs, drop off the dogs at home. And then drive another forty minutes to my oh. sister's in law's place for our my side Father's Day, which we didn't get there till five o'clock. Eat again, and then uh, yeah, drive home, and we were home by seven thirty, eight o'clock. I was just like, ah, uh, just a whole day of on the road. But you know, tried to be in a good mood and just just roll with the punches. Yep, knew it was common and. That's, I guess, maybe my penance for being away for a couple of days for the weekend. That, yeah. and of course, work goes completely apeshit. They're like, it's like the universe knows you're gone for a couple of days. Oh, ha 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 ha, fuck you. Here's a whole bunch of work now, so, but I think, I think, yeah, two days back, I'm finally ahead of it. Thank God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was making my skin crawl Monday, and, and today I was racing like a lunatic to get back here in time to do this, because I knew I'm going to have the House of Silence and yeah, now which, is When a you window. said that,
1: I'm like, I can make time. I, we're <laughs> going to shift schedules. Let's do this.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wife and kids won't be back for two hours. So we have plenty of time to talk right. about roulettes and Ron Howard's and, yep. and recently watched his. It's yep. the three R's tonight. Perfect. I like that. <laughs> I do. I'm what ready. about you? How was your father's day?
1: Uh, it was, um, it was, Good and low-key, which I requested. Nice. I, my wife said, what would you like to do for Father's Day? I'm like, I would like to be with my family, which would be my wife and my two kids. Let's yeah. just do
0: family. Oh, I told so. I told my wife, next year my Father's Day request is, I, I get to do what I want to do. Not yeah. I know the other fathers have things they want to do, but next year it's me. And mm-hmm. we're we're busy. Whatever it is on Father's Day, we're busy.
1: Yep, that's just... what it came down to on Sunday. And my wife was nice enough to get me the new Stephen King novel. And um she got me the uh Oh, it's a new one? Yeah, brand
0: new. Just came out. Oh, I didn't know that. I couldn't yeah. see the title in, in the one picture you sent. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that one and then she also got me Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh there's a new series of the Harry Potter books coming out that are like the they're like really big. Hardcover and uh, there's a lot of artwork in them, and so right now they're on. Uh, they just every every October they come out with another one, and last October was uh, was Prisoner of Azkaban, but they also came out with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So I want to collect this series of of uh, Harry Potter, the, the big color thing. They're not cheap either, so they're kind of like their gift type things. Cool. So anyway, that was a good Father's Day for me. I, I liked that, and then there's my July is going to be crazy with moving, and there's. There's family stuff coming up, so I'm like, just take your licks, do your thing, and whatever. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I understand. And well, and yeah, it. and those Blu-rays I got at uh, Family Video were in the city where I was meeting the in-laws. We had some time to kill. We were there a little early. So I was like, oh, let's stop in the Family Video. And I, oh, there's a lot of two-for-five Blu-rays here. This is sweet. So I picked out uh, six movies, so it should have been 15 bucks, And then I rolled up to there, and she cleaned them all up, and she goes uh what'd she say, twelve bucks. I was like, What? She said, Well they're five for ten, but since you got an extra one, I'll just give you all for two bucks each. Like, wow. Oh I wish I would have known that. I would have bought another five. Cause I was <sighs> back there debating for a long time between this and that and the other thing. But uh yeah, that was a good score for me. Six Blu rays for twelve bucks. That's awesome. That is you you can't find
1: Blu rays that cheap at Exchange Play... Well, you can, but they're few and far between that are, like,
0: quality movies. Yeah, well, they're usually shit sci-fi titles. Yeah, exactly. But what's nice is if, like, the blind buys, if they suck, I roll over to the Exchange and trade them in for more than two bucks. There you well, go. Yeah, I don't want them, so... Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, now that we've... There's ten minutes of our lives. How are you doing, everybody? Yeah, yeah. hey! <laughs> I'm Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Eugene. <laughs> Are you ready to spin the wheel on the movie roulette and dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough? I am ready. Okay, and I am up first with The Intruder Within. This was a TV movie that you watched in 1981, probably, and it's on YouTube and you wondered how it would be. Drillers on an oil rig near Antarctica discover that they have accidentally brought up several prehistoric eggs. One egg hatches and becomes an unstoppable creature. Uh, Chad Everett and Jennifer Warren risk their lives to stop it. Okay. Thanks for that little extra bit. IMDB, you're stupid. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so kind of a creature feature thing. And this one's going to get a fat thumbs down from me. I, I was really, really bored through most of this movie, right? In the beginning, when they bring these things up, there's a bit of a creature effecty thing. And then there's one towards the end, and, I mean, this creature... If there's a creature wandering around killing people, I was far too bored to notice. Uh I would say that there is about... Well, let's see how long is this thing. Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, it had to be at least 90, I would guess. Why can I never find what I'm looking for in IMDb? Just useless. Intruder within. Whatever. It's I would on say, there, though. I would say there's about five minutes... Of cool 80s shit in here. This is premium code red title for Eugene, maybe. Lots and lots of talking. Talkity mm. talk, talk, talk. No, not what I was looking for. But I i mean, it was still better than the one I had the week before that, I guess. So I was still like, oh, okay. And then there's a giant creature thing at the end. But I was like, oh, where did that thing come from? And why is it not moving? I'm like, oh, because they don't have any budget to make it actually move. It's just there. <laughs> so and stationary creature. Yeah. And then it just goes up in a flaming, ah, was I, I was, whatever. Were there little eggs or something in the movie? There were little eggs in the beginning and they were throughout the movie. And then, you know, one guy accidentally pokes his finger on one of the spikes on the eggs. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, it's an alien thing. He got infected and now he's going to either have one burst out of him or turn it into one. And I didn't see if that ever happened. I did, because I was, I mean, talkity talk, 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 talk. Let's talk. That's what this movie was Talkin'. Eugene, I would look forward to your review and tell me if I'm wrong and I need to go back and watch it more closely, but uh you you'll you'll watch it cuz Oh, I will again someday. Ch- childhood memories of it then you're going to watch it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I remember being compl- I was so scared at those egg things. There's eggs in it and I was like, "Whoa, that's scary."
0: Uh no, they put them in a fridge and then they pull them out and kind of poke them a little bit and then they put them in a Another container, fridge-like thing, and... Did it feel like a movie of the week, like a TV movie? Yeah. Like a movie I'm watching on YouTube, yes. Like most of the ones you watch on YouTube. A uh, VHS, yes. All that sure. being said, if I did see a VHS of it, I'd have to buy it. Oh, no yeah. <laughs> uh Over to you. Um
1: Okay, The Veil, which I have not said anything... Like, you have... Since we've last uh, talked on the show, I have given you no updates on my
0: roulette at all any hints or anything uh so are you at all curious about i'm i'm if i have to guess i'm gonna guess you're gonna come out about the same as me which i said uh c plus and it wasn't painful and thomas jane elevated it and it was a little better than it had any right to be but i wasn't like woo over the moon about it i was just like okay that was fine uh and this was a roulette for you correct yes okay
1: um i am happy to report that i quite liked this movie probably not probably uh better than you did actually i thoroughly enjoyed this movie uh and i all, everything about it uh when i really thought about it when the movie was done i'm like well why shouldn't i have like it's got a good cast uh thomas jane jessica alba was good in it there's and there's other there's other uh actors in it i think her name is lily rabe do you know who that is no uh she was in what was she in she's been in a lot of uh, not a lot, but she's been in some stuff that I I know I've recognized her from other movies. Um, maybe some TV shows. But I'm like, all right. Um, and the whole culty Back from the Dead thing, I yeah, I'm on board. The only thing that made me nervous in the beginning was very much a blue tint going on with the obviously shot on video look. Yeah. But it's a professional enough movie in that like this is not... Uh, your typical Netflix garbage that is thrown together by a handful of people. This is, this felt like this could have played in a movie theater. Like this felt like a theatrical movie. Effects were good. Acting was really good. The story was good and engaging. And it moved along like, like, all right, where are we going with this? I'm like, oh, okay, there's, uh, I guess I should get into the synopsis real quick here. Basically, this, uh, this team of, of, uh, documentary film crew go to this old religious cult location where there was this mass suicide and uh, with the only survivor and then they start uncovering clues as to what really happened there and what was really going on there and uh, no spoiler here Thomas Jean as the cult leader but uh, he steals the show whenever he's on the screen he was so good in this movie he's kind of got the Jim Morrison slash Jesus hair going on and the sunglasses and he's got that vibe but uh this is a good movie i I quite like this. And actually, this was a Blumhouse production. So Blumhouse movies can go, you know, some of them are quite good. And then other ones are complete duds. So I was like, okay, well, there's obviously some sort of a budget behind this thing when Blumhouse production came up. I'm like, okay, so it's got a $4 million budget. But I had some scary, creepy parts, Some actually some gore. Uh, I remember the
0: ending was cool. The
1: ending was cool. The whole movie, uh, there was a couple of forced comical bits they did to lighten things up. But even that, the acting was good enough to where it wasn't overly... Like, it wasn't... The jokes didn't fall completely flat on their face. But it was like, it's delivered good enough to where I'm like, "Ah, okay, whatever. The acting was good enough to support what they were trying to do. But this this is definitely a thumbs up. One that... I don't know how often I would rewatch it. This is not like the ritual thumbs up where it's like total, total gem in the rough, but it, for me, I was quite surprised, especially after the garbage I've been watching lately. Like, I don't, I honestly don't even remember what uh, the roulette was called that I watched on the last, what the, with Martin, what was that called with Martin Freeman? Cargo. Cargo, there you go. I, i actually after this, I'm like, what was the one that I watched last week that with, that sucked with Martin, Martin Freeman? This was, Award-winning stuff compared to that.
0: But I agree. Don't... I mean, I, I really enjoyed it as well. I'd have to actually go look at uh, and see what my score was for it. But I, I, my memory says it was probably in that C-plus range, but that would be more be- it was more not because of mine. You rate a little more on enjoyment than I do. Whereas, uh, it was more the technical aspects of it. And where does this movie fall in the pantheon of cinema? Now C plus for me is like a passing thumbs up. Yeah. But, yeah. But I was, I remember that was after I had watched a couple of shitty roulettes too. And so well, I was yeah, like, me too. not bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Same here. Now I, it, it was interesting. I went back to see who the director was because I'm like, that had a very distinct visual look to it. Uh, blue being the visual look pretty much. And I noticed that he has done mostly music videos. I'm like, "Yep, yeah, you know what? That doesn't surprise me at all. Yep. It had a bit of a music video feel to it. But again, uh, I would if I could buy uh this quality of a roulette every week for the rest of the movie freaks life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> here's my $1,000. <laughs> no, we got to find those gems. Those really, really good unheralded gems. <laughs> uh, uh this is close. This is uh, I quite enjoyed this one. This was good. Cool. So, I would have yeah. been surprised if you had out and out hated it. but Because Thomas Jane is just... He's yeah. great. He's just great in everything. Yeah. And honestly, like,
1: I like Jessica Alba.
0: She's not the best actress in the world, but she was good in this.
1: And as was everybody else. And uh, I was actually surprised that there was that added bit of gore sprinkled throughout the movie. Because I was expecting this to be more like, we're going to do straight up thriller here. But I'm like, ah, oh, all right. there's a little bit of Gru here and there. And...
0: A welcome bit for me. I like that. I don't remember so. that. I remember there was a... The first scary scene for me was in a bathroom with a tub or something.
1: Oh, Tum- I think so. Yeah, there's a, a couple think, jump scares. Uh, I was a
0: little nervous in the first half, too, because I was like, is this just going to be a ghosty thing? Because, you know, me and ghosty things are no-go.
1: No, I and I like how it th- things slowly unfolded where they're watching uh, footage from what actually happened way back then, like when this suicide, this mass suicide happened. So you're... The audience you as an audience are getting fed the little bits as it goes on and what this guy was actually
0: wanting to do. And I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yep. thumbs up. All right, let's get on to the next round. And it's going to be a total surprise for you because I barely was able to prep for this show. So here we go. Uh, American heist. An ex-con is just getting his life back on track when his older brother is released from prison and drags him into the underworld for one final heist. Starring Hayden Christensen, Adrian and, Brody, and... Huh? Oh, and Nicolas Cage, probably, right? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's a step up. It's Hayden Christensen with Adrian Brody and Jordana Brewster. This is All your right. roulette, roulette-iest pick, I think. Uh, next up, this is your safe pick, Assassination Games. And this... Light 'em up action thriller rival assassins join forces to dismantle a global drug cartel in league with the US Drug Enforcement Agency starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Scott Atkins That's yeah. going to be a good movie anyway you slice it and lastly your horror movie Veronica in 1991 Madrid. After holding a séance at school, a teen girl minding her younger siblings at home suspects an evil force has entered the apartment. And I have heard some good things about this one from some people that I I kind of believe. And the tra- it d- definitely passed the trailer test. Okay. Uh But uh, you know, you always want a horror movie, and while that coming to Netflix is a wasteland for that, that's the about the only one left on there. I think that we haven't hasn't uh, been decimated on this show <laughs> okay there you um, go okay so heading your way is um, my kids peeing yeah it had to be somebody short because i didn't see who the head was, was in, the, in the background
1: uh-huh <laughs> huh. did you hear that no. no you didn't because he he didn't flush
0: oh yeah <laughs> hey man it's yellow, it's mellow.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, first up is The Windmill. This is one that uh, I had on the roulette and was one of my, if not my favorite movie of, uh, I think, two years ago, I think. Um, this is a Bork Bork movie, I think, kind of. Uh, let me just see here. It feels, bo- ah, country, Netherlands, so it's, it's borkish. Okay. Um, yeah. Windmill is a movie about, basically, a group of people go to this windmill location and, uh, supernaturally horrorish things happen, and I quite liked it. I thought that it was, a really quick, fast-moving, hour and 25 minutes, and I, I thought it was a quite good movie. So there you go. Um, next up is Survivor's Guide to Prison. And this, uh, this is actually one that got a limited theatrical release. It's a documentary, um, hour and 42 minutes. And it's basically about, uh, people, uh, talking to you about what you need to prepare for if you are going to go to prison. So happy, happy fun time. <laughs> uh, last but not least, small town crime. And, um, 2017 hour and a half. That's a good thing. Uh, An alcoholic ex-cop finds the body of a young woman and through an act of self-redemption becomes hellbent on finding the killer but unwittingly puts his family in danger. Uh, So that's something. And it looks like two brothers uh, directed it. Not that that really matters, but I'm just saying that. I'm looking to see if they have any other... uh, eh, Okay, anyway, there you go.
0: Okay. Uh, I will take The Windmill. I haven't watched a horror movie in a while and I mean, the Intruder Within definitely didn't horrify me, so I'll, I'll give that one a spin. Okay. Let's make it a double header for horror. I'll take Veronica. Oh, boy. Finally checking that thing off.
1: I Yeah. I honestly, like I, I was like, yeah, hey, if you put that or the similars, because I went through my list. I'm like, because you hadn't given me a list ahead of time, so I'm like, what could he throw my way? I'm like, I could see him doing a similars or maybe that Veronica.
0: There you go. Yeah, the similars is not on my route, in my queue anymore, I don't think. Oh, maybe it is. Eh, at oh, any rate. Or if it's
1: not, it should be because I might throw that back your way. <laughs> oh, I,
0: no, see, I, I, put things up that are on my list. And you put things up that are on your list and then we each pick one. That's the game. I don't uh. put things up for you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I know you want me to put things up for you and you can put things up for you and then we both watch things for you, but it's not gonna be that way. Uh. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Uh, bastard. <laughs> okay, there you go. Next week on the roulette will be the windmill up against Veronica, and it's a, just a double header of straight to Netflix sh- schlockiness. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, first, second segment tonight we are going to do a director spotlight on Mister Ron Howard. What brought this on? You may ask, because we haven't done one in a while. Well, it's because I watched a Ron Howard movie uh, after—not solo, but I watched another Ron Howard movie this weekend, and I was like, "Damn, this is a good movie," and I should really quit, you know, making my little comments about Ron Howard being so plain Jane. Um, so I thought, let's let's chat the man up for a little bit, and we'll do a top ten. I'm very curious how yours will go. And I bet our lists will be fairly different, as opposed to most of the time we do these things, they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. I'll, bet, I'll bet they'll be a little more spread. I would guess two. Okay, now I only, for my top ten, I only have eight. Because uh, I'm not just going to put movies on there that are serviceable, just for the fact of saying it's serviceable. Uh, and there are some movies that I haven't seen, or haven't seen in so long I don't remember. So, like Splash, I'm not going to count that. Me too. So. Agreed. I just want with I just went with 8. It's close enough. Uh yeah. but you have 10. So yes I do. I will let you um, lead the way on this. Uh yeah and the uh,
1: here I'll just get this out of the way the movies that I've I actually listed all the movies that I have seen that he directed uh and then I made a top 10 of what I consider to be good. Then there's the other ones like Splash like you said. I don't remember Splash but I saw it. Parenthood I flat out did not like. Uh Cinderella Man I saw and I remember nothing of so I probably didn't like it. Um Backdraft I saw back on VHS, and I remember nothing of Backdraft. And then Frost, Nixon, I was a bit bored with that, so meh, whatever. So I didn't start until number 10, A Beautiful Mind, which almost didn't make the list because that was a one and done. But uh, I remember liking uh, I know, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. I was going to say Russell Brandon. I know Russell Brandon is not in this. Uh, Russell Crowe. <laughs> I remember his performance being really good, but it being really depressing and heavy and
0: one and done, and that's about all I remember it. Uh, I agree, and that would have been my 9 or 10, probably, and I was like, why am I going to put this on here just because? Yeah. Eh. And I was like, nah, no, I like the end of the movie and everything, and again, it was serviceable, but uh, I'm good.
1: Yeah. Um, and then number nine for me was the paper. Now I have a feeling that the paper might actually be higher on the list, but I have not seen that movie since the VHS days, but I, re- I distinctly remember loving it when I watched it, but it's been so long I remember nothing about it. but it, it was enough it left enough of an impression on me that I'm like I'm gonna put that on there just because I remember loving it when I did
0: see it. So fair enough, I don't remember I don't think I've ever seen that movie. But I have pretty much the same review for my number eight, and that is the Michael Keaton starring Gung Ho. Mm. Uh, It was really interesting looking down his filmography on IMDb, because I had no idea he directed this movie. And I remember as a kid loving the movie Gung Ho, where as I recall, he goes and helps take over a car manufacturing plant or something, and it was just full of uh, Michael Keaton comedy, which is awesome for any 80s kid. I, I thought he was hilarious. And so I remember liking that movie, and boy would I snap on that in a second if I found the VHS. I don't have any idea if it holds up, but because I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember really liking it. Number eight for oh, you. Okay, number eight. For, and I will
1: say, uh, Gung-Ho is one that I, I saw on VHS, but I don't remember a thing about it, so I didn't include it on the list, but I did see that one, but I don't remember anything about it. Uh, so, number eight for me is Ransom with Mel Gibson. Um, some of these movies I have not seen in so long. Like, I don't remember how they would hold up. And this one here, I remember really liking when I did see it. But I feel like it might have aged poorly. Uh, but I can't... I, I don't know for sure. I just remember when I did see it, I believe it was with my wife, like shortly after we got married, we are like, oh, let's watch Ransom. And I really liked it. Uh, I think I've watched it twice now. But it's been many, many
0: years... I remember you really liking it and telling me you really liked it and then I watched it and I was like, meh? Again, that would have been nine or ten on my list. And it was... I watched it once and eh... And just didn't do anything for me. Uh Number seven for me is Cocoon. It's so weird that this movie... I don't know. I always kind of think of it like a superhero movie with old people that are immortal <laughs> for whatever reason. I can never remember how this movie goes. Just know that... So they have like powers, or they're aliens, or something, and maybe something about dolphins or something, and they go back to space, and the goot is in it. That's that's about all I remember <laughs> of Cocoon. It's but weepy, isn't it? Kind of weepy. I think. I think, maybe? but it's I think it's a happy weepy. You know what I mean? Hmm. Not not a real sad sack weepy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I've never watched Cocoon. I have huh, no interest in it. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't think you'd... I don't think you'd hate it. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying run out and get it, but... Wasn't you know. there, like, a Cocoon Returns or something like that? Yeah. The old people were aliens and they came back or okay. something. Um, huh? And something with dolphins, I think.
1: All right. Uh, number seven for me is The Da Vinci Code. And uh, I really liked the movie when I saw it in the theater, and I don't believe I've seen it since then. Uh, lots of controversy, which I think is silly, but that's just me. Uh, it was just a good pot boiler type uh, detective y type thing with Tom Hanks it was a bit long if I remember correctly but I liked it for what it was and uh
0: it's not great but it's it's good yeah I, it was okay it didn't make my list and I've watched it once or twice and it's and the first half is really enjoyable and that but then it gets to the second half and eh, I mean it, it slows down and there's, it gets a little talky, and then, you know, the twisty, reveal-y thing that the controversy is about, and they're like, <gasps> yeah. and, and I was like, okay, next? Like, what's going to happen next? Like, I don't want, okay, it's not that big a deal to me, it's just a movie, whatever. And yeah, it's a movie.
1: It's a heck of a lot better than uh, whatever the Nicolas Cage things are, because it feels a bit like the, what National are they Treasure. National Treasure, except these are, this series is better than that garbage.
0: Uh, I yeah, they're, they're both <laughs> kind of throwaway for me. Uh, okay, number six for me is Rush, and I don't believe you've seen this one yet. I have never seen that. No, I think you might want to check it out sometime when you're in the mood for a good kind of uh, drama, dra- drama, drama, thrillery, Ron Howard thing. I mean, there's cool cars in it too, so you'll like that. It's very well acted. It has a really cool story. Uh, it's in a way, it's, it's probably a I probably shouldn't say this, but it's a better, more updated version of days of thunder, you know? Hmm. Uh, so while days of thunder is top gun on wheels, this is a little more true to the sport and it's about two real people. And I really liked how they were frenemies. They weren't straight up enemies and how they came together, uh, came to, uh, it's like they competed against each other, but they respected each other. And it, was a really enjoyable movie. I really dug this. I thought it was shot very well. And it's just a damn good movie. Chris Hemsworth and... Oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. He was uh, the bad guy in Civil War. Daniel Bruel. So, uh, very, very entertaining movie.
1: Cool. Okay. Uh, Number six for me is Inferno. And this would be the third part of the... uh,
0: Did you you talk about this on the show? I... I've watched it twice I, now. Oh, really? Because I keep coming by it in the library, and I'm like, I wonder if Eugene's watched that yet.
1: Yeah, this is the third in the Robert uh, Langdon yeah. series. and I, Other than the ending, which I actually I did a little little bit of research on the movie, and I find out that they completely changed the ending of what the novel was, and the novel ending was so cool. I'm like, why did they do that? That sounds so cool. Uh, the... The ending of the movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but it has a more typical thriller-adventure-type ending versus the uh, big twist ending of the, the novel. However, I thought that this was really, really good. I liked the uh, acting. I liked the pacing. The pacing was a lot better in this than it was in uh, Da Vinci Code. And uh, this one here has, uh, oh, what's his name? I think he's so cool.
0: Ben Foster's in this. So, nah. yay, Ben Foster. Cool. Uh, Okay, number five for me, and this one has plenty of opportunity to climb higher, but I've only seen it exactly one time, which was not really enough for me to digest it on multiple viewings, but the reason that it's this high on the list is because I respect uh, Ron Howard so much for uh, what he was able to create out of chaos, and that is Solo. Considering that you come into somebody else's production that laid into the production, take over all of the art design and everything that's already been established. You have to be a very creative person to even make something competent out of that kind of mess. And he did it big time. I I really enjoyed Solo. Well, really enjoyed. I, I did really enjoy it, but I'm going to have to watch it a few more times to see if any of the th- things the other n- negative Nancy's are saying bother me. So far, not really, but we'll, we'll wait and see how it sits on repeat viewings, of which there will be many because it's Star Wars. But for now, it's going to land at number five on my list. Okay, number five for me is Willow. Uh,
1: I went back and forth on where this should fall on the list, but and uh, I, I do like Willow a lot. Uh, but I every time I watch it, I feel like it's about 20 minutes too long. It It drags for me every time, even though I really like it. It just felt like it needed a bit more editing. However, I like the fact that it's for a PG rated movie, it's quite violent. I'm, I'm always surprised. I'm like, this is surprised this got a PG rating. This felt more PG 13 ish. Uh, Val Kilmer's good in it. Uh, Warwick Davis is cool. Everything about the movie is cool. It's just a hair too long, and that's why it, it's not higher on my list. But it's a, uh, it's fun fantasy movie, and the Blu-ray currently is out of print, so if you have it, hang on to it, because it's climbing in value.
0: Um... I do have it.
1: It's there on my go. shelf.
0: Sweet. Number four. Talked about this movie before, multiple times on the show. Again, did not realize it was directed by Ron Howard, and I just recently bought rebought the VHS of it, so I'll probably be watching it again soon. Far and Away, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Hmm. And I enjoy this movie. I really do and it but it's one of those where oh I need to watch that again. And, was that good? Then you watch it and you're like, yeah, it's pretty good. All right. And then it kind of fades from memory and a couple years go by and you, "Oh, I should watch that again." And I watch it again. So, Far and Away. Not much else to say about that that I haven't already said. I've never seen it. That would be a good wife movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think you would enjoy it too. That's yeah, Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman. I I I don't know why I never watched it and now it's I don't want to say it's old news, but it's just not one that I think about, like, oh, we should watch that.
0: Is you it might... on streaming?
1: I wonder if it's on streaming.
0: I don't know, but you might want to put that on the list for you and the wife. I think you guys would really like that movie as far as, you know, for a wife movie. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up for me is Solo,
1: number four. And uh, I think that this is going to actually climb on my list of Ron Howard movies because I really liked the movie, but I need to watch it more. More than just the one time that I watched it. And I, you know, like you, I went in with the mindset of, okay, there was, there was chaos on this production. And so I was, actually, I was thinking about that while watching the movie. Um, so I'm looking forward to rewatching it on Blu-ray at home and rewatching it over and over and over. And I'm sure that I'm going to probably like it more and more and more. Uh, but I did quite enjoy it. There was a couple of missteps I thought with some of the humor that didn't work. Uh, but, for a light, breezy Star Wars movie, uh, it did the trick. I'm looking forward to re-watching that eventually, but I can't go higher than where it is right now on the list.
0: I totally agree. <clears throat> okay, number three for me is the reason that I wanted to do a Ron Howard list, because I watched this movie right after Terminator 2 on Saturday, and I have this movie on Laserdisc, and I think I have it on DVD... What the hell? Let's watch it on IFC in a lazy morning when the wife is sleeping and I'm just sitting around sipping booze. Uh, and I, I mean, when it was, I've seen it before multiple times because obviously I own multiple copies. But, and I always enjoy the movie. But this time I was like really paying attention to it and really looking at the work that was being done by the director and the actors and the cinematography and everything that goes into it. And I really, really liked it. And that's Backdraft. Kurt Russell and one of the bald ones. Uh, and, not to be forgotten, uh, Bobby De Niro. Mm. And his role, in, his line in that movie, his role in that movie, his path is the one of the most interesting parts. And Ron Howard did a great job of showing you both sides of firefighting from the people that are in there fighting the fires to the people that are setting them to the people that are investigating how they got started, which is what uh, De Niro's role was. And that was really interesting shit. This is a damn good movie. And if you don't remember, if it's sitting in in that black hole of memory for you, you need to give it a rewatch because it really is uh, shot very well. But like, you know, they're playing with fire the whole time and it's all practical. If there's CGI in here, I don't know where it's at. Mm -hmm. So... Having these guys, they feel like they're really in danger every single time they're surrounded by fire. There are even little bits where he's running up a fire escape and a couple chunks of wood that are on fire come flying at his feet. And I'm like, somebody lit debris on fire and threw it at this actor. Like, you know, that's... Yeah. That's real. Like, even if that slaps across your arm, you're going to have a burn from it. So, uh, I really enjoyed the movie this time around, probably more than I ever have. And I've always liked it. But this time around, I don't know, it just really kind of hit home. And... That's yeah, a damn good movie, man. Uh, you should give it a uh, re-review. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I
1: will. Uh, especially talking about it now on the show, I'll probably try and find it online somewhere because I, I don't own, I don't think I own that on any format. So I, I'd have to find it if it's on Amazon Prime or something like that.
0: Yeah. You can borrow my Laserdisc. It's all right. <laughs> oh,
1: I <laughs> or, have to dig out my Laserdisc player in the back <laughs> basement somewhere. and
0: or, or my DVD player, DVD. Nah, nah. You don't want to Trying, to Try and find an HD version of it like I watched. Okay. Uh, okay.
1: Number three for me is Angels and Demons. This is the second of the, uh, Dan Brown novels made in the movies, and I think the best of the bunch. Uh, I really like this movie, and I like how, especially in the unrated uh, version, how R-rated it is. It's quite graphic, and, uh, I just, I really like the story in Angels and Demons much more than the other two. Um, I just, everything about the movie I thought was really cool, and I, uh, as far as a, I hate to say James Bond ripoff, because it's not James Bond, but it's, I don't know, it's like Indiana Jones, James Bond, Bourne, there's a whole bunch of right things mushed into these movies, it's, it's really good, uh, easily my favorite of that series, so therefore it is... Number three, but I do suggest if you're going to watch it, try to seek out the unrated version because it definitely is more violent than the PG-13 rated uh, version that you can
0: get on Blu-ray or whatever. I did like the unrated version better, uh, and I would agree I liked it better than Da Vinci Code. Um, but uh, I like the R-ratedness of the unrated version, but I felt like there was some talky parts that the, it went on a little too long where it's like, come on. Yeah, it A little, little too much. Oh, Church Across Town! Foot race, jump in a car, race. Now we're at the other church and cycle, repeat. Like they could have cut out maybe one of those. I know you need to do that in a novel form, and it works fine. But in a movie where you got a limited amount of time, you can kind of maybe skip a step in there somewhere.
1: Yeah. I, I really liked the. There was a helicopter scene towards the end at the Vatican that was so yep. cool. I loved it.
0: Yep. Loved it good. Movie. I agree. I really liked Ian McGregor in that movie too. Yes, he was really good. Derail. Speaking of which, how do you feel about him being cast in Doctor Sleep? No, hundred percent, all in. Bring it I on. Knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. Yeah, I cannot
1: wait to see that. That's great. You know, I think that Hugh Jackman would have done uh, good too, because he can, especially after this last uh, Logan movie, he can play a grizzled old drunk pretty
0: good. Yeah, yeah that's uh, true. But Ewan
1: and McGregor uh, that'll that'll be good. I I want to see a Kubrick. Sequel, not a King novel sequel, but we'll we'll, we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, I, th- they'll do a mix. Well, and it's Flanagan, Mike Flanagan, so he knows how to read the source material and knows how to translate it, at least from what I've seen. Yep. Uh, okay, number two for me is Apollo 13. And this is a near masterpiece from beginning to end of filmmaking and storytelling and just rip your heart out and show it to you so you can dry your tears with it uh kind of movie and it is so well acted and everything is top-notch the only reason that i did not give it my top spot is because especially towards the end it gets a little too much like sappy on you're pulling on the heartstrings uh, and you could have done it a little smoother instead you did it a little too direct and it was to a point where it was like all right now come on like just come on already. And I know that people experienced that when they were really waiting for that thing to come down through the clouds and shit. But at the same time, I felt that it was a little overcooked. Gotcha. Just that one moment. At least enough for me to give, slide it down one spot because the next movie I love so much. Okay, number
1: two for me is and uh, Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I might be the only person on Earth that thinks this is his second best movie ever. But... It is for me because my wife and I watch this movie every single December and every December we like it. It has its flaws, but it, to me, it just, it's cold weather fun. Jim Carrey's over the top, but it works. The effects still hold up because this was a, this was a very big budget movie and it, I like that pretty much all the effects still work really, really good in the movie. But something about it, it's chaotic, but it's, it's fun chaotic it's uh, the jokes work for me and it's I've seen it now so many times that it's like every time I watch it now I think of like I, I my mind takes me back to numerous times in the past when I watched this movie and I just have fond memories of every single time I've watched this movie I know it's not a perfect movie or anything like that and it gets a lot of hate but it has a special place in my heart I love it for what it is and I watch it every year and I'll watch it again next
0: year that was a one-and-done for me. Unless the kids or family want to watch it, that's fine. I don't really get the hate on that movie, though. Like, I watch it, and I'm like, well, it's just not really for me. It's a kid's movie, and you know yeah. that's fine. Like, if the kids would want to watch it, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. But, uh yeah, well, there, there is some hate, of that hate movie. vitriol out there for it. I'm like, why?
1: What? It's a Dr.
0: Seuss. It looks Dr. Seuss-ish. It looks like the books. Dr. Seuss is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. What's the difference? yeah. Yeah, where's the green eggs and ham and g ga- I don't know. We're <laughs> stupid. Don't listen to the internet. <laughs> okay, number one for me is ba 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 Willow. Now this, I had twenty minutes too long. No sir, this movie could go on longer. I would love it. This is one of those fantasy movies like Red Sonja and whatnot. That it, it's not a masterpiece, but it it just works for me. And I love the magic of it. I love the trolls in it. I love that he was brave enough to, I don't know if this is based on a book or something, but I I think it takes audacity to to make a movie where the central character is a short person or a little person or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to say. And a whole village of little people. I think that was fantastic. And that's the hero of our story. And even when Val Kilmer shows up, he's... Not our hero for a while. He's our Han Solo character. And I think the comedy all works in it. This was, uh, oh, what's his name? Shit. Oh, he was one of the little sprites. This was like his first movie ever. He's a comedian. I think he's hysterical. I, those, it just, Mm. it's, I, I love this movie and it works all over the place for me. Tony Cox, he's, um, no, he's okay. He he actually he was
1: in Bad Santa. He's the uh, the elf in Bad Santa.
0: <laughs> no, uh, yeah, go on with your number one. And I'll look it up. Okay, <clears throat> number one for me is Apollo
1: thirteen, and uh, which you know it it's as you said the movie is uh, deserving of all the accolades that have been dumped on it through the years. I've watched it a couple years ago again, and it still gets me every time I watch it. I'm Reduced to, oh, are they going to make it? Yes, here they come through the clouds, and all oh, the wives Kevin are... Pollock. Kevin Kevin, oh, gotcha, okay.
0: yeah.
1: Um, oh, all <laughs> the wives are looking up at the sky like, will they make it? And here they, here they come, and oh, I'm a teary <laughs> ma- every time. Yeah, I, And I know it's coming, I'm like, just, I'm going to be good, and I'm reduced to a puddle of t- mush. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Kevin Bacon's in it, he's great, uh, Bill Pax, everybody's good in this movie, it's... And, of course, Clint Howard. Clint Howard's in it. Oh, yeah. Clint Howard's in all of these. (laughs) Yep, everyone. So, that was my number one. That was easy. Like, when I went over his list, I'm like, well, that's,
0: like, that's an easy number one for me. Really, dude? I mean, you said you're the only person that would have Dr. Seuss at number two. And I feel like if you gave this job to a hundred critics or just a hundred fans or or, uh, movie fans or anybody, I think you would get a vast majority of people that would put Apollo 13 at number one. And didn't he win Oscars for that? Yes, Okay, after that, it's nobody would have the three things in a row. I think they would all be different. Somebody would have Splash at number two. Yeah. Somebody would have a Beautiful beautiful Mind was up for Oscars. They'd probably have that closer to number two. I think everybody would have, it's just the way this director is. Sometimes he makes things that just work for certain people, I guess. And I like that. that to me, that says, that's, that's, that's a director that tries
1: different shit, in yeah. my opinion. And he does. I think that's cool. Looking over his filmography, I mean, it is very diverse.
0: Yeah. You need to check out Rush and Far and Away. You should get those checked off at some point. Now, I mean, Cocoon and Gung Ho, eh, not so much. But, but uh, yeah, Rush and Far and Away. I think that you would enjoy those movies. Actually, those would both work as wife movies. Okay. I will uh, certainly do that when I get a chance. Yeah. Put it on the stack. And usually I end with the quote from the man, but I couldn't find anything that really knocked my socks off, so I was like, yeah. eh. Ron Howard says, Clint Howard is a good actor. There, there you go. I just there, made perfect. one up. Fake news. Ad- I like we'll that Clint Howard ad- is in a Star Wars movie. I think that's great. <laughs> me too. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, recently watched. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Let me get my list out here. Oh, what do I want to talk about first? Oh, let's talk about Proud Mary. Are you familiar oh, with this movie? Yes, I am. Uh, how did you, did you rent this thing? I got it from the library. Oh,
1: okay. Why? Oh, I just... i It just came out. I figured that you were... Oh.
0: I'm like, wow, you're... You, you
1: would have rented that on Voodoo? Uh, okay.
0: No. <laughs> no, library. Uh, Mary is a hit woman working for an organized crime family in Boston whose life is completely turned around when she meets a young boy whose path she crosses when a professional hit goes bad. And, I mean, da- Danny Glover is in this, and he's pretty Awesome. Uh, Neil McDonough, you know him if you see him. It's just got a host of pretty decent C plus actors <laughs> that you recognize like oh it's that guy whose name I don't know. Are they doing C plusy things? Pretty much. Yep, it's kind of a C minus C movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it gets an ad, so the average is about C then.
0: Yeah, it was not painful to watch. And you know, you knew where it was going to go from step one. It it was like, okay, I know exactly how all of this is going to go down. And it went down with no surprises, but it could have been a little better if there wouldn't have been little things that annoyed me. Like (sighs) she goes in for the big showdown. She drives her car into the compound and they're all shooting assault rifles. I mean like a dozen dudes, assault rifles on this car and all CGI bullet holes all over the car. And none hit her, and the car doesn't stop running, and she is ducking down and... Hundreds and hundreds of rounds, and then she swerves the car a little bit and sticks her pistol out and goes bang, bang, and two dudes drop. It's like, give me a break. Like, bring a little bit of realism to it, like maybe the engine would blow up or something, or... I'm sorry, but if you shoot that many rounds at the hood of a car, I don't think your car's gonna keep on running. Uh, and you're not gonna hit every single person from 50 yards away with your little pistol there. Was so, it, uh, was, is it a black exploitation type movie, or was it aiming to be something like that, or? It needed to be more like that. I, it was, it's more like, uh, it's not black exploitation, but it, it's just, I mean, it, it's a black family that's the organized crime family that, uh, what's his name as the head of. Okay. And he was really enjoyable. Danny Glover. He was really enjoyable in the movie. I liked his performance the best. I really enjoyed his angle the best. He was creepy and kind of scary the way you should be a, a, as the boss of an organized crime family. And it just, but overall it was like, she rescues this kid because she doesn't kill kids and they sent him to kill a family and they didn't tell her there was a kid. And so now it's like, well, now I know how the, every single beat of this movie is gonna go unless there's some crazy surprises, and there were none, unfortunately. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You can skip that one. But it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Maybe some people will, you know, action fan will, will dig it. There you go. Proud Mary. While I'm, while I'm reporting on, uh, subpar action movies, let's go ahead and get Salt out of the way again. Well, oh, this is the, uh, Angelina Jolie. Oh. Didn't like it the first time, didn't like it the second time. I mean, it was, I liked it maybe a little better the second time, but it still was, oh my god, you could have made this a fucking good movie, but instead, at the script level, you did some dumb things that are irritating. Everybody's a spy! Everybody can infiltrate everything all the time, because we're all magical spies, and it's just, it's too much to believe. It's too ridiculous and especially at the end when she's jumping down some elevator shaft, and I'm like, now oh, she's Spider-Man,
1: okay. I remember that from the theater, and I, I've watched it once, and I have zero interest in ever watching it again. I didn't like it. I thought it was
0: meh. It was meh, but it was after, it was the morning after the wedding, and I was fending off a hangover, and IFC was showing that, so uh, that's what I'm watching. It was one of the five movies that were showing that weekend, so I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> because hey, it, you know, I don't have to borrow it from the library or something. It's just right there in front of my eyeballs and you know I'm not going to find anything better on cable. No. Now, the only movie I took along with me on vacation or on this little vacation was Proud Mary. So was it better uh, than Proud Mary? Yeah. No. No, man. just it, they are things that exist, dude. That's that's about as good as it gets. Okay. Back to
1: you. Okay, let's start things off uh, on a good note. Strangers, Prey at Night. I uh, bought the uh, voodoo copy of this. Spell Prey. Uh, P-R-E-Y. There we go. Thank you. And I am happy to report this is a cool movie. Oh, I strange, was a, this is
0: Strangers 2.
1: The Strangers, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Strangers Part 2. Gotcha. Got uh I was a bit nervous in the beginning uh, the first 20 minutes or so as it's setting things up with the family that's going to be terrorized for the rest of the movie, uh, very quickly, I did not like the teenage girl. She was uh, very emo-y and being overly bitchy and mean to her family. I'm like, oh, great. However, once they get past the first 20 minutes or so, all is forgotten and we get down to what the movie's really about. And then it's basically, it's similar to the first one in that it's, a family being terrorized. But this one here is not really jump scary. It's more, uh, 80s slashery and how it's, how it's shot and how it feels. And I, of course I love that. And it's not, um, like, like so many Netflix movies. It's not, it doesn't just feel cheap and phoned in and like uh, generic. This, uh, something about it worked for me and how it was shot. And, the pacing of the movie, and there's a couple of fantastic set pieces in it, um, one of which is in uh, in a swimming pool. Basically, this family ends up at this deserted uh, RV camp-type place, um, and that's where these the strangers are that are terrorizing them. But there's a swimming pool scene that is great. But this was a good, good movie. The version that I have on Voodoo is the R-rated version, and then there's also an unrated version, which... It's interesting. The runtime is exactly the same, and upon doing some research into what the differences are, I think they added they added more CGI blood to the kills in the unrated version. So I'm good with the version I have. Yeah, uh, no doubt. But at some point, you should check out my Voodoo uh, of the Stranger's Prayer at Night because it's it's a it's a solid, fast, fast paced movie. If you can get by teenage girl in the beginning, because immediately you don't like her. Immediately, I'm like why are you acting like that why but then they get past that and you know it's like, oh then you know she's re- you know she has to get her
0: redemption
1: and is it as
0: terrifying th- as the first one was
1: no it's okay. it's not scary like that like i there may have been one or two jump scary parts the first one was genuinely terrifying
0: it's hard to watch i have it, it, it on is. blu-ray and it is really hard to watch
1: it is and this one here is I, I think that's why i liked this one more is because it's a lot more of a stalk chase slasher 80s type thing versus the first one that I'm like I felt so awful for the family of like the, the couple in the first one this is not quite like that you know gotcha. what I mean like yeah yeah it's a, a lot more horror than terror thriller
0: okay that's so that sounds good to me I mean that yeah. first one I picked it up on blu-ray because they had a mislabeled copy and it was like a buck 50 or something and on a surround sound by yourself at night Man, that thing is hard to freaking watch. There's banging and knocking around behind you in the surround sound. That's, and then these faces and masks. It's just, it's very well made film, but, and very effective, but just yeah. hard.
1: Yeah, it is. And this one here is, uh, it's, it, to me, it's much easier to watch. I, I'm already looking forward to rewatching this one. And the, the original, uh, Strangers, I watched it once in the theater with you. And then you let me borrow the Blu-ray that I watched a couple parts of.
0: And I, I'm like, I, I no, I'm good. I'm good. So, anyway, yeah, maybe for episode three hundred. Uh-huh. No, that's too easy. You would <laughs> that like is that. easy because I'm sure I'll yeah. Yep. I'll, it, that's an easy one. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, next up is graveyard shift. Uh, I love graveyard shift. Uh, giant giant rats. Is that this? This one? is the giant rat movie from nineteen eighty. I finally. I've been. I've been watching Voodoo. There's a, there's a handful of movies that are not available on Netflix or Amazon Prime. And I'm, I just, I'm waiting for them to go on sale. And when they go on sale, cause Voodoo has sales all the time. And when they go on sale, I jump on them and buy them. Graveyard Shift finally went on sale for like five bucks for the, uh, uh, the th- HD version. And actually this Friday, the HD version of Tales from the Dark Side movie is going to drop to five bucks. And I am buying that.
0: It's not available on Blu-ray. That one I haven't seen so long that I don't remember anything about it, so I need to rewatch that one. No, oh, that's actually that was actually supposed to be Creep Show Part Three, and then it was
1: then they made Tales from the Dark Side the movie. But I that's a great movie. So that's gonna be on sale this weekend and I'm gonna buy it. But Graveyard Shift was on sale, so I finally bought it uh in the HD version. Rewatched it. I still love this movie. It's not like the Stephen King uh novella, but it's I everything about it feels it's right on the cusp of when horror movies started to get shitty in the '90s, so it's 1990, but it still has enough '80s in it that it works for me. The acting is cool, very fast-paced. Like we're introduced to things uh, at a breakneck pace, and I really dug that. To where it's like, here's the mill, here's the rats, there's a creature here, here's going to be cannon fodder, and go. About I like sold.
0: Yeah, well, and like most things, Stephen King, that I was reading these books in high school, I remember loving the book, like, the book scared the shit out of me, and then I watched the movie, and I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself, like, (laughs) and not, not in that it was so awful, it just, like, it just missed, you know, for me, but what I build up in my head when I read those Stephen King books is always more terrifying than the movie's, which might be changing with the the latest It movie, and you know, yeah, stuff this like is, that. This is a good rewatch, man.
1: I uh, I really liked Brad Dourif. He kind of steals every scene he's in in the movie. He's the exterminator, and he's just it's he's 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 such a grease ball in like almost every movie he's in. He just seems like this slimy, greasy bastard, and he's that in this movie. Um, but got just enough gore, just enough. Fake-looking creatures, but I uh, give me those fake-looking creatures any day versus the stupid CGI stuff of what we see now. I I like it, but uh, it gets a big thumbs up. And uh, I remember the first time I saw the movie that uh, her name's Kelly Wolf. Um, She was uh, she always has like this tank top midriff shirt on, and I would just, oh, back in my teen years, I was like, oh, spank material. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, I understand what you mean. Yep, but uh, that's a gem in the rough for me, and it's, I know that, I think it's like 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, but who cares? I
0: thought it was good. <laughs> uh, the tomato meter means nothing to me, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, back to me? Yep. Okay, this is one that I teased. Um, Let's get a couple of VHS checked off, sir. First up, Sweet Revenge from 1987. Uh, did we... we, I know I teased that I was going to watch this one, but did... Has this been released on DVD or Blu-ray or anything? I don't...
1: uh, If so, not from any of my companies that I support.
0: Well, it definitely falls into your niche titles, I think, so keep an eye out. Okay. Uh, Nancy Allen plays an investigative news reporter, Jillian Gray, who, along with her daughter, is kidnapped... By white slave king Cicero. After getting too close with her investigation, now that she has escaped, she seeks revenge on Cicero. Uh, yeah, starring Nancy Allen, Ted Shackleford, Martin Landau, Gina Gershon.
1: That was oh, a young, hey, teenage girl.
0: Um, yeah, the first half of this movie, I was like, oh god, this is not what I was hoping it would be. I was hoping for an R-rated Indiana Jones ripoff, and I was getting a PG Indiana Jones ripoff, like... It was more like, um, what's that douchebag's name? Made those canon movies, was in those canon movies. Went on adventures with Sharon Stone. Oh, Alan Quartermain. Yeah, this is more like Alan Quartermain. And I was like, uh, but, but, not PG. And then the second half kicks in and it gets more, it gets a little more R rated. And not to the extent that I'm like, yeah, this was awesome, but, uh, to where I'm like, oh, eh, it's a thing. It's a weird anomaly in my VHS collection. I kind of enjoy that. And if you would pick it up on one of your weird titles, I think that you would be okay with it. Um, it was, it fell more to that, uh, how, how I was describing that um, Chuck Norris movie, Firewalker, where it was yeah. way, way more comedic than I thought. Oh, it was better than Firewalker. Okay. Yeah. Where it was just a lot more comedy than I was expecting. Uh, not that comedy that works. And at one point, Gina Gershon, just, uh, they're skinny dipping, and huh? Why? I don't, uh, okay. No, no reason, because there's, there's no love angles here. It's just like, oh, well, here's some boobs. Alright. Going on to the next scene, Martin Landau's cussing about something or other, and they're attacking his house, looking for her daughter, and then they don't find her, and then end a movie. And you're like, oh, I guess the daughter's just gone. So much <laughs> for uh, fighting forever. And then they just fly home, and then the daughter's there. No explanation. Like, up. Oh, I- Okay, this is the canoniest not-canon film that I've seen ever. So, if, <laughs> if, I mean, you gotta... You know, even canon made some movies that weren't R-rated, that yeah. still had that canon feel, and this is exactly one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, from 1981, we're going a little bit older, Nighthawks. Have you seen this movie? Stallone. Uh, yes.
1: If I have... I don't think I have, but if I did, it was on VHS, possibly back in my video connection days. But I don't, I don't remember anything about it. So I let's just assume I have not seen it.
0: Conservative street cop De Silva reluctantly agrees to terminate an international terrorist who has demanded media attention, but De Silva's at home tactics are very much put to the challenge. This is, oh, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Billy D. Williams, Lindsey Wagner, Nigel Davenport, Rutger Hauer. Joe Spinell. Oh, Joe Spinell is the—that's the maniac, right? Yep, he okay. is the cop. He's the cop chief who's like, "Damn it, President Bre- 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 Stallone, you're not going to do that this way." And my, you know, the guy who yeah. always has to be yelling. Uh, Walter uh, is it Matheson? I think. Anyway, a lot of big names kind of popped up along the way, but Billy D. Williams is his partner, and this is basically Sylvester Stallone being Serpico. But instead of taking on all the corruption of the police force, it's or whatever, it's Rutger Hauer as an international uh, uh, terrorist. He's going around bombing shit. Um, this was a fucking good movie! I, I This is one that, again, could totally be on one of your niche titles, and you should check it out. I think that you would enjoy this movie. It is 1981 all over the place. It's old, and it's a young sliced alone, but again, he is totally going Serpico with his no, we gotta do everything by the book, and I'm not gonna do things fighting, you know, against the what the cops are telling him to do. Because he thinks it's corrupt. And yada, yada, yada. But, and he likes to dress up like women in this movie. At the Hmm. beginning of the movie, he dresses up like a little old woman, and these, this Trio of muggers come to get him, and then Billy D. Williams jumps out, and they both chase them down and arrest the bad guys because they're super good guys. This movie worked, man. I liked mm. it. It was it's a smidge too long, but overall, thumbs up, and definitely belongs in my VHS collection. Yeah, it's not available
1: on uh, any ray like Blu-ray in any country. I did a search on. Um, wow. Yeah. D- so it's- DVD. I'm guessing there's a DVD release of it, I, but I'm on Blu-ray.com, and I did a search, and there's no no Blu-ray release, so there's
0: no HD out there, unless it's streaming somewhere in HD. Yeah, check Amazon. Anyway, I always thought that it was... You know that cover. I'm sure you know that oh, cover. Oh, yes, I do. Yes. I always thought that the bad guy was going to be the guy from uh, Cobra because of that cover, but that, oh. that is actually... Like, they do the split face thing. That is actually Rutger Hauer's face. He's just really young, I guess. Don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Just letting yeah. you know. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Back to you. Okay.
1: Um, did you review two? Yep. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Sweet it's Revenge amazing. and Nighthawks. Yeah. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Here we go. My Friend Dahmer. Uh, I finally watched that one. It was on sale on Voodoo, so I bought it it's on my voodoo if you want to watch it um it is unfortunately a one and done for me however uh, i would give this a thumbs up because the this is how you this is how you make a good uh low budget movie uh you get good actors there's good performances in the movie it's got a good interesting story it's well shot the score is good having said all that it's still a fairly lower budget movie um but it the subject matter itself is not one that lends itself to a ton of rewatchability and it's interesting because this is the the teenage years of Jeffrey Dahmer and it's it's interesting because it's like it's not super creepy it's just it's a little bit sad uh because you especially because you see like the breakdown of the home life which is kind of like He had had uh, homosexual tendencies and then couple that with his awkwardness in school and his mom is completely batshit crazy and his dad is aloof. So it's just, it's a lot of, you can see this this perfect storm of shit in this kid's life that led to where he he went. Uh, But I don't know how accurate this is to how it really was, but it's kind of slow paced and much more a drama. This is not, a thriller in any way, shape, or form to me. It's much more of a kind of a heartbreaking drama of seeing this kid go through some of this stuff, and uh, you you can see where things are going and then it, right before it gets to there, the movie ends. So, I'm like, I, it's, it's an interesting watch for one time, but... It sounds enough. like
0: more of an after-school special than a horror yes, movie. Yes,
1: it does. It's like an R-rated after-school special. Barely R-rated, but it's, you know... He just, it's, you can tell he's dabbling in stuff and you see where it's going, but like, it, this is not a Rob Zombie Halloween to where, you know, we've got a young Michael Myers that's butchering everything and everybody's swearing. It's not like that.
0: Yeah. Well, they probably uh, don't want to glamorize, you know, an actual yeah, and it's killer, not, but. And yeah. it's, yeah,
1: by no mean, by no means is this glamorizing it, which I appreciate. And it's not sensationalizing. Like, there, there's, there's no real blood or anything in the movie. Um, kids are outside with plastic something or other swatting each other in the face. I'm like, that's tears, tears soon. Your kids? Yes, tears and
0: fire. I uh, I let them go. They'll, they'll live probably. Okay. (laughs) As long as they're not in the street.
1: Yeah, no, they're in the yard, but they've got these plastic swords. I'm like, that's going to smack one of them in the face. Probably Hudson will
0: smack Lucas in the face. Oh, God, and... you think just like me. I'm, I'm running around slapping shit out of their hands all the time, because I just know. It's just a matter of time before somebody just turns around and then whips somebody in the face with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all right. As long as they're outside so they can't hear Daddy swearing, that's a good thing. Yes, part. exactly. Um, okay, so let's go from... And I called it. Yep.
1: Uh, Hudson, <laughs> yep. They're, they're pissed off. I can tell that Hudson's holding his arm... Eh, whatever. <laughs> I got called that. Yes. Uh, um, okay. Hold on here. Go ahead. Yep, just um closing the doors right away so that when they come in screaming and whatever, it's
0: like
1: mom, lock them. lock them. Yeah. Okay. Um next <laughs> Let's go to the other end of the spectrum, shall we, with Hell of the Living Dead. Uh, because why not? Uh, I've been on a, uh, I've been on a really, really shitty Italian horror movies kick lately, and this is king amongst, uh, amongst them all, pretty much, from 1980. Everything about this movie should work, because this is back in the heyday of the zombie movies from Italy, and even just Romero's zombie movies. Uh, but, Good God. Uh, It's so bad on every level. Like, I have reviewed some pretty shitty movies. Um, This is a complete train wreck from start to finish. Uh, And it should be. Uh, Vincent Dawn is the director with Claudio Fragasso helping out. Uh, Vincent Dawn is Bruno Matai. And this is uh, basically their take on... Dawn of the Dead, kind of the beginning, and then it shifts to, I guess, kind of Lucio Fulci's zombie, kind of maybe, but the beginning, uh, with score from Goblin, which it just feels like they, it feels like they stole the score, cause it's, it's the exact same music that's in, uh, Dawn of the Dead. And I'm like, and some, there's some other Italian movies that, that use this music, but I'm like, it feels like you literally just stole this music. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure they paid rights for it, but it doesn't feel like it because the movie is so awful. Um, So yeah, zombies, uh, lots of, lots of up close shots of people in bad face paint, like eating raw chicken guts or whatever. I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) it's gory. You see it's, Lots of stock footage of animals flying around and uh, in the jungles or whatever. Lots of that. Like, we're talking a good 10, 15 minutes worth of footage in this movie is stock, like stock footage for no reason. It just, yep, birds, There's birds flying it's, around. it's got a
0: reason. It's, it, the reason is to pad the runtime. Oh, I know. It's padded. I mean, it's. <laughs> oh. So it's half Hell of the Living Dead and it's half National Geographic.
1: Kind of, yeah. yeah. There's, there's. I'm like, oh, and it feels like the footage that they got. I'm like, this feels like something straight out of National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, there is a really good scene at the very end of the movie where the zombies now are. They've reached the city where it's like an up close shot of a zombie sticking a hand in someone's mouth. I think and the eyeballs pop out and I'm like oh, that's cool. That's it's fake looking, but I'm like ah, there we go. Up real credit, credits. Great. Now it's done. It's, it just started getting good, but it's it is. Awful! I've watched it four times now. I was gonna say, "What? What a piece
0: of shit!" I'll see you in six months, you yeah. bitch.
1: <laughs> it's so bad. I so want you to watch it. So <laughs> want you to watch it. It's on a, uh, October. Yeah, it's a double header. It's on a double header Blu-ray of um, Rats, which Rats is significantly better than this. uh Probably because it's just shorter. It's got a shorter runtime, but good. <laughs> God, this thing is so bad. Um, hey, it is on for those of you out there that don't want to spend the money on the Blu-ray. It's on Prime Video. So Stevens of this world, um, I dare you to give this uh, one a watch, all hundred minutes of it. Oh my lord, are you serious? Oh, 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 it goes on and on and on, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, and of course, I'm sitting here. Um, on Instagram and Twitter and whatever. I'm getting pissed off at social media politics <laughs> stuff, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, just, I'm just getting into it, and, and I'm, I can tell I'm getting into a bad drunk.
0: And then, so it's up, <laughs> yeah. These are kind of the same things. Watching yeah. Hell of the Living Dead and being on social media, that's kind of the same thing.
1: I mean, it is, it is. And then just something, some, some of that stuff, like too much of that stuff combined, and your drunk gets really bad really fast. So, yep, Hell of the Living Dead took me to a really dark place. <laughs> I mean, it is Hell of the Living Dead. It is. It. it so I guess I guess they sold the movie properly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. What, what if you bought Hell of the Living Dead and you went there and it was just somebody scrolling through their Twitter feed? <laughs> <laughs> Probably be about as good as the movie I watched, <laughs> and we'll rewatch. Yes. Okay, last round. Let's do a couple more VHS, buddy. But trust me, we got some Blu-ray coming. Those six that I bought, I'm I'm, I'm cycling from. I keep doing my cycle. It's VHS, maybe something on Netflix to Blu-ray and uh, back and forth in in that uh, roundabout way. And I never get burned out. It's pretty good. Uh, Joe versus the volcano. You know, that one romantic Mm. comedy that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan were in. Waka, waka. This is the good one because I've never watched the other ones, nor will I probably (laughs) (laughs) not if I can help it. Uh, But this one is, this was a staple of rental store for me just because it was weird, and I was a kid, and I was allowed to watch it. It's a comedy, it's a rom-com. When a hypochondriac learns that he is dying, he accepts an offer to throw himself in a volcano at a tropical island, and along the way learns true love, true, true love. And Meg Ryan plays three different roles in this movie, and even from that synopsis, that is the description of the kind of romantic comedies that I like. Weird fucking shit shit, where it's like, oh, here's a guy that depressed at his job, finds out he's gonna die, decides to go throw himself into a volcano. I'm in. That I'm in. Mm-hmm. That sounds, yeah, okay. I'm game. You know, you can make a romantic comedy with, your, you, they still have some of their cheesy jokes and stuff, but that is far more interesting to me than You've Got Mail or Sleepless in Seattle. Like, I don't care to ever see those movies. And same two people in them. Uh, so, I didn't know how this one was gonna hold up, because I have not seen it since I was a kid. And, man, I'm here to tell you, it held up. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It kept my attention a lot more than The Intruder Within, and that's saying a hell of a lot for romantic comedy. The next VHS, Sudden Death, JCVD, At the Hockey Rink. He was a fireman, but then some shit got intense. Now he's a security guard, and people look down on him. But don't worry, because here comes Powers Booth and his gang of terrorists, Ooh, and they've yeah. got things that they want to blow up and do that you won't pay attention to, because you're too busy watching JCVD deal with his kids. Uh huh. That's uh-huh. the one I remember. That's the one. This movie's perfectly serviceable for a 1995 action thriller. This is exactly one of those kinds of movies. It totally fits the bill. With, you know, a good real explosions and good blood shots and good, you know, practical effects of that nature. And, bonus, a really, I mean, it's ridiculous at the end, but hilariously awesome ridiculous, where this helicopter goes down through a little groove in the roof of the hockey rink. It's so stupid looking and you just want to stand up and applaud it. Like, it's so dumb. Ah, perfect. That's the only thing I
1: remember from the movie is that
0: and some obnoxious kid or kids that he's dealing with. They weren't too obnoxious. They were okay. But it was just, oh, you're dealing with your kids while they're watching a hockey game while you're at work. Like, ha. And then he's running around and getting shot and terrorists and, oh, I mean, don't call the cops or anything or, you know, don't, don't, alert emergency services, go around and disarm all the bombs by yourself. And then, you know, it's just like, huh. And and at the end with that helicopter thing, it was so dumb because the guy, they lowered a a ladder through that roof for the bad guy at Powers Booth to grab onto and climb up out. And there was a gun there. Jean-Claude could just grab the gun and shoot the helicopter. Instead, he runs and jumps and barely grabs the ladder and hangs on until it goes up out of the roof, and then he shoots the helicopter, and then it goes down where his kids were. It was like, hey, dumbass, you could have just stayed with your kids, shot the helicopter, grabbed them, and run like hell. That would have made way more sense, but we got to have JCVD hanging from the ladder. Ah, 90s (sighs) low-budget action. There you go. Yep, it fit the bill. It was everything it should have been, and it was fine. Uh, and lastly, I'll do real quick, after Terminator 2 came on, next came uh, Backdraft, and I watched that, and then after that was, da-da-da, Terminator 1. This mm. was a great way for me to kick off, I've been saying I want to re-watch those later Terminator sequels, and I wasn't going to watch T1 and T2, because I've watched them so many times, but for, you know, lazy vacation, they're on in the morning, and I'm just, I got a couple hours to kill, what the hell, I watched them on TV, they were uncut, but with commercials, which sucked, but, you know, still... T one and T two are fantastic, and yeah. I have so much appreciation for T one. Um, especially if you look into the backstory of how that movie got made, and James Cameron, and how he was how that thing became a, a hit, and he got Aliens off of it, and it's just crazy that whole story. Uh, how did this get made? No, not how did this get made. Them. Yeah, what is that other podcast? What is it called? Not how did this get made. Um, how is this movie? That's the name of the oh, podcast. Yeah. Okay. They do a, gr- Dana does a great breakdown on Terminator. And it's a must listen to St- the story behind that with James Cameron makes that movie better. It's, it's that good. Still a fantastic movie, even though some of the effects are a little bit dated. Yeah. It it really is interesting though, uh, for, because that was kind of a low budget independent film. And if you go back and really look at it, all of the effects are in the front and in the back. They're like, they're at the front end of the movie and the back end of the movie. There's a little bit in the middle where Arnold takes out his bad eye. Other than that, it, there's not a ton of special effects like for a science fiction movie. There are special effects for action movie. Yeah. Which is brilliant. That is creative writing at the beginning to utilize your maximum budget. Yeah. I love it. I like that the first one feels like a slasher movie. It's essentially a science fiction slasher movie. Uh, it's and I, scary. And I like that. When he's describing The Terminator, how it will never stop, that shit's scary. Yeah. Like, it scared me when I first watched that. And I watched... I think I watched T2 a couple of times before I watched T1. Um, But T2, still, one of the greatest action movies of all time. Fantastic movie. Holy shit, is that a great movie. Uh, So, yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on those because everybody knows... Everybody knows that's the truth. (laughs) And coming soon will be... T uh, three, four, five, and whatever. Yeah, you're yep. not going
1: to rewatch the TV show anytime soon, I'm guessing.
0: No, I watched it. I'm good. I'm done on that. Uh, over to you, last round, and then we'll do coming soon. Okay. Um,
1: Zombie five, killing birds, because why not? It's uh, the only thing left alive. It's it's something. Um, I it's one of those movies where I'm like, I'm gonna like this movie. Damn it, I am going to I'm going to tr- I'm gonna do everything I can to like this movie, and. I'm happy to report, I kind of like this movie now. Uh, I actually bought the DVD of it uh, because I have to have all of these late '80s film mirage Italian movies now. I'm like, I'm obsessed. I'm like, I have to have them all. So I bought uh, Black Demons and I bought the Lacasa series on. Uh, that's the Umberto Lenzi uh, Haunted House movies and the two Lucio Fulci ones, and then uh, Black Demons and this Zombie Five Killing Birds. Then there's on DVD. 4. On DVD, yes. That's, I mean, that's the equivalent of me buying VHS. That's pretty, yeah, yeah, for you. Uh, This is also known as Raptors, so there's something. Uh, A group of students go into the woods to study birds, and soon the dead begin to rise and devour the living. Why? No one knows, trust me. No one knows. What is of note with this movie is (laughs) a lady by the name of Leslie Cumming, and she was in precisely two movies. Witchery and Zombie Five Killing Birds. And I've talked about her already uh, on my review of Witchery. She's this monotone, awful actress. Oh, yeah. Awful. And she's equally awful in this, and I love her. She's just great. I, every time she's on screen with her mopey, oh, she just looks just resting bitch face all the time. I'm like, oh, you look like you hate life, and I love you for it. <laughs> She's awesome. I wish that she would be in, like, 50 movies because I'd watch them all. Uh, and then there's another lady in this movie, and I'm not sure what her name is, but she was actually the young girl in Tenebrae that, okay. that hops on the motorcycle. And she actually, she's the one that the dog chases and kills. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: oh. But she's in this uh, a little bit more grown up, I guess. And she's, like, one of the main stars of the movie. But the movie makes no sense at all. It's basically just random bad actors go to this place in New Orleans Um where in the beginning of the movie, there's this this war vet comes home to find his wife in bed with another guy, so he kills them and he kills his mom and dad uh, too. And and then <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait, were they all living in the same house? Oh, the mom and dad show up for some reason right after he murders them in bed, and then was so this an he,
0: Amityville kind of situation? Uh,
1: maybe, well, kind of. Uh, but he kills the parents and then uh then he he collects birds like like falcons and stuff and one of the birds pecks his eyes out and then he has to give up he has to have a child so he has to give up his kid because he can't see anymore i'm like shouldn't you be in jail or something uh instead of handing over your baby like i can't see so here's my baby hospital or whatever Uh, and 20 years later you see how this is and then 20 years later this group of college kids go to the location to find this woodpecker this endangered woodpecker um, and of course, I'm like, well, which one of these is the baby all grown up? And whatever. And uh, just, just, I want bad acting. Give me, keep giving
0: me bad acting. That's what I like. And, <laughs> and I, oh, it's, it delivers in spades. Ugh, <laughs> it sounds like Amityville crossed with, uh, Return of the Living Dead, the dog. that that Remember the no, dog? And... <laughs> this one here, um, there's
1: long, and my, when I say long, like, I'm talking half hour long stints of, just walking around the woods looking for birds talking arguing and i'm like ah, I'm you better still stop along. describing
0: this movie to me because you're talking yourself out of liking it
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's something oh but then by by the time when shit gets real i'm like oh here we go and it's the, the worst special effects but in a good way you know lots of lots of pulling the neck apart but you can see it's like foam latex and it's like I'm literally looking at the real neck underneath the foam latex that you're tearing, that you're supposed to be seeing, like, inside someone's neck. But all I'm seeing is, like, the actor's real skin underneath that. So, fail. But when?
0: Well, do you feel like the director was like, I can see the real neck under there to his production guy? Like, come on, you need to step it up a little bit. And the guy just stops, looks at him, goes, Zombie 5, killing birds, get fucked.
1: Yes. Yeah keep shooting yeah but yeah. next scene yep just give me more leslie coming that's what i like just more of that more of oh <laughs> oh it just took me right back to when i when i watched uh witchery and the last line of the movie that she f- 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 fumbles through my baby and you you have to watch witchery it is a masterpiece of october what the it's, hell
0: it's not yeah. that far away We'll, we'll uh, blanket. We'll be there, and I'll watch Witchery. Oh, Witcher. I
1: can't wait! Oh, I've got a hand. Oh, I've got a pile of. <laughs> <laughs> well, Witchery
0: is on uh, Shout Factory TV. It is. It is, uh, and it's
1: brilliant. But anyway, Zombie Five. So this time it gets a three star rating from me. Uh, there you go. You want another That's... one?
0: No, this is just one.
1: Um. Oh, I'll, I'll do the Gate Part Two real quick, and then I'll be done. Uh, oh so
0: shit! I want to see that.
1: Yes, and I'm happy to report that that is a really good movie. It's. It has a lot to live up to because the first one is such a gem, uh, so obviously going with lower expectations and it has it's starting to feel like a bit of an early nineties movie, whereas the first one was very much eighties This one has a bit of nineties styles going on and but it's still a cool movie, tons of stop motion coolness in it um it's the same director, so it it you know it's still following that storyline whatever. Uh, the sidekick of the first one is the lead in this one, and he does some conjuring, whatever satanic, you know, tomfoolery in the beginning. And here comes one <laughs> of the hold old. on, hold on, hold
0: on, satanic <laughs> tomfoolery. Uh. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs>
1: But, uh, so he's doing this little seance thing in, in some warehouse, and here comes these three <laughs> grunge guy, or actually two grunge guys in and in a, in a flannel girl, and they, what are you doing? And I'm something, something, Satan. And so here comes one of the little stop motiony <laughs> guys.
0: Hold on, hold on. Something, something,
1: <laughs> Satan. Uh, so here comes one of the little rubbery stop motion things. And, uh, so this little stop motion thing is basically kind of a, like a leprechaun and it gives them whatever they wish for. So we wish for sports cars and money. And it's, I'm like, what is going on? But it's, it's still cool. And the main guy is trying to fix everything. And it's at some, at one point, um, all of the cool stuff that they're buying turns to feces. And I mean, literally, like, so they're eating this high-end meal like the two 90s douchebaggy guys are eating at this high-end restaurant and they go to pay for their expensive meal and he flops down like several hundred dollars in cash and as the money hits the table it turns into a pile of shit and i'm like oh, that's brilliant i love that
0: <laughs> this uh, movie sounds like everything i want it to be
1: oh and then in the end they go to another and i'm not going to spoil it but another dimension thing where rubber creatures are fighting each other like like dudes in suits of rubber face masks are fighting. I'm like, what is what is going on? I love you. Please make a part three. Yes. Uh, uh, three and a half. It's not quite as cool as the first one because the first one is much more polished than this one. This is a polished turd, but in a good way. <laughs> in a literal <laughs> way. Yes. It, it, yeah, oh, yeah. There's This one there actually has feces. Lots but, of uh, shit. Lots yes. of shit in this movie. Yep. But uh, it's just funny how it's like, uh, as soon as the the sidekick actors show up, I'm like, oh, lots of flannel and the hairstyle is kind of your, the dudes have mushroom cuts,
0: but you know gelled mushroom cuts. And- well, I'm more of a 90s kid than you were, so yeah. uh, whatever, old man, go back yeah. with your mullets and your tube mo- socks. And- yeah, <laughs> really, and your poison <laughs> and leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you have to watch it. You- oh, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I get it. You're not going to take it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do coming soon? <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Coming soon. They have some of those Blu-rays that I got. Uh, Zero Theorem. Terry Gilliam. I wasn't really blown away by the trailer, but I was like, it's a Terry Gilliam movie. I need to check it out. And if nothing else, I can turn it back in. Uh, the Foreigner with Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. Ah. Now that trailer looked awesome, and I couldn't pass it up. Uh, some of the other ones that I got were, were things that I've already watched and reviewed, like Dunkirk and Split and Blade Runner 2049, you know, things that I either had borrowed from you or I got uh, voodoo codes from friends on, but I'm always, if it's a movie that I love, I'm going to get that Blu-ray, because you, even with voodoo, you can't top the sound of the Blu-ray. Uh, so I don't know that I'll be re-watching some of those movies, they're just going to go onto the, into the library, uh, and I've got VHS that I'm going to watch, and... Netflix added new seasons of The Flash and The Arrow and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I'm burning through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I can't burn through the other seasons of the other shit because the daughter is making me wait to watch them with her, so I have to be patient. But that's okay because then it forces my hand to watch more VHS. Um, Yeah, so there you go. I can't see my VHS pile, so I can't... Oh, Transformers, the movie, the animated movie. Oh, cool, okay. That was a big checklist for me, and then the next big checklist I want is Akira VHS. I want to find one, and there are people that collect them. There are some bastards that have dozen a dozen copies, and they will just buy every version. It's like, ah, I want one of those, but I want to find it in the wild. Uh, and a whole bunch of other VHS shit. What do you got coming soon? Um, I've got game night
1: coming soon. It's one for the wife. Uh, it was cheap on Amazon, so I'm looking forward to watching that one. That's with Jason Bateman. I really like him. Looks funny. It looks like my type of R-Ed humor, and
0: it it got uh, pretty good reviews. And that has that that's a co director situation there. Oh, is it really? And those the one guy is the guy from Freaks and Geeks, and those that pair uh, currently has the job of making. The Flash movie for DC. Oh, cool. Okay. So keep that it's in got mind. good
1: reviews and it looks really funny. So I'm looking forward to watching that later this week. Um, I know I hinted last week that I'm going to review or I'm going to watch Black Demons and I did and I, but I wanted to get to some other stuff uh, as well. So I'll review Black Demons next episode. I have another one coming from uh, Code Red no and way. it is called Maniac Assault on Paradise. Something,
0: I don't know. It might be good. It is that a se- is like that an entry in the maniac series? No, or? it's just Maniac Exclamation Point, Assault on Paradise. So oh.
1: it's who knows? Um ten million BC or whatever it's called with um Oh Raquel
0: Welsh, I think. It's a hammer movie. Oh. It oh, one of their sword and
1: sandal type movies. And so okay. yeah. I, For a second
0: uh, there I thought you were talking about the Roland Emmerich thing. No, 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 no. This is one that will actually probably be good. Yeah. Uh,
1: what else do I got? Uh, and then I'm going to – I am going to be re-watching Tales from the Dark Side when that it gets – drops in price on Vudu. And I, I actually – I went and rented Tomb Raider with my wife for – I paid $6 to rent it in HD on Vudu. I'm like, the rentals are – they were, to my knowledge, 48 hours, and we're old, so we fall asleep halfway through movies if we start them past nine uh, but we we watched half of it, and I'm like, yeah, this is a good place to, tr- to stop. We'll finish it up tomorrow night. Well, tomorrow night came, which was last night, and, yep, expired. So I guess Amazon, or I guess Voodoo's new thing, at least for this movie, was 24-hour rental, which really pissed me off, because I paid $6 to watch half
0: of a movie. So uh, hopefully,
1: uh, maybe you'll get the code.
0: And I, Yeah, I th- I've got to go pick up some codes from one of my buddies, and I-, I wouldn't be surprised if that would be in the stack, so just hold off on re-renting that okay. for a little bit. Okay, so but hopefully the the full
1: review of that one will be coming on next episode. And I did watch Wind River that I did not get a chance to review, but I want to spend a little bit more time on that one next one because I think that
0: you watched it too, so I want to go back and forth on that one a little bit. Yep, that was a roulette, I believe. Yes. Okay, sounds good. I think that's going to do it for this episode. All right. I will see you next time, sir. All right, till then. Bye. Bye. for listening.